Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Hi, welcome back to the cottage. Here we are again in our series on Joel chapter 1 with the final part in chapter 1. Cry aloud, for Joel is leading his people in a lamentation. Will you cry aloud? Amen. 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 Well, as you know, I always set everything up in Sunday school, so if you miss Sunday school, take someone out. Because it was, wow, praise the Lord. But today's message is going to continue what we started in Sunday school. And there is a storm on the horizon. There's a storm on the horizon. And we talked about what's happening. And we are in Joel chapter 1. And we did a survey of chapter 1 to set us up. And in Joel, he's calling on God's people to repent because they're in the midst of a crisis. And no one's repenting. And Joel is saying, this crisis is nothing because what's coming is far worse. And they can't understand. And so, we seem to be in a similar situation. And as we discussed in Sunday school, when 9-11 happened, a lot of people were repenting. But lately, when the pandemic hit, no one's repenting. And it's a similar situation. And we need to understand what God was speaking to Joel because he's speaking the same thing to us. And we're, God is crying out and he wants to go with us. But who's listening? And of those listening, who's actually doing what God has said? And so Joel is trying to weather this storm with his people, but telling them the reason why this storm has come is because they haven't repented. And if they continue not repenting, the worst is yet to come. But as soon as they repent, it's over. It's over. But they refuse. And now, remember, I know this is Old Testament, but this is Joel prophesying to God's people. These people are believers. He's not prophesying to the other nations. He's not prophesying to people who don't follow God. Could these words speak to us today? The same God speaking through that same prophet to us today in a situation where we're not repenting. Amen. Joel chapter 1 verse 4, I promised in Sunday school we needed to stop here and park on this because this is important. 
he's prophesying and saying that this calamity is upon them such that that which the palmer worm hath left, the locust has eaten. That which the locust has left, the canker worm has eaten. That which the canker worm hath left, the caterpillar keeps eating. And there's nothing left and it just keeps happening. One thing after. Are you feeling that right now? It's just one thing after another. One onslaught after another. That just seems like something's not right every time. It's just one thing and then another. There's no chance to recover. And all of this burden is coming upon us to bring us where? To our knees. The locust plague. Joel said an enemy has invaded the land, but it's not a foreign army sent by a foreign king. No, God has sent locust. Here's a picture of an actual locust plague. They're covering the land. Eating everything. All you can eat, golden calf corral. I mean. <laughs> and they leave nothing behind. Except when their bodies stack up. The pestilence. The putinance. <sighs> brings about even a far greater sickness. Because people now don't have food on the trees. Or any crops to eat. Several people have, have told me today, that, or not today, but recently, that their gardens aren't producing this year. If there's no food, we talked about this. The priest would offer the sacrifice normally, but if there's no food, the priest is forced to fast and switch up because there's no offerings to put on the table of the Lord. So now we're fasting. It's forced fasting. Because... The locusts have eaten everything. And we just had this happen. We just had this happen in 2020. We were going through a pandemic. And in 2020, and this is toward the end of it, this is the summer of 2020, June, July, how far these locusts traveled. And they actually got into Nepal. Locusts were spotted in Nepal. It's only happened like three times, and they've all been in the last since the 1960s. Hello? They've never had locusts in Nepal until the 1960s. They never had dingu in Nepal. Something happening, ladies and gentlemen. As we said in Sunday school, wake up! Because there is no coffee! Because the locusts have eaten it all. And what they leave behind, God sends again. And what they leave behind, God sends again. Because God says, if you will not use my gifts the way I give them to you, then I'm going to make sure that I feed the, the insects. Wake up. Wake up. Let me describe to you what's happening here. In our generation... Areas having the potential for a locust. This is from this commentary on the Minor Prophets. 
In our generation, areas having the potential for a locust outbreak are monitored by international agencies using satellite reconnaissance and other technology. In other words, the same technology they used to find Osama bin Laden. They used to monitor the entire earth looking for locusts because of the danger these things present. Scientists take this seriously. Christians do not take this seriously. Joel's people are not taking this seriously and neither are we, but scientists do. Every possible technology is used to scan the earth to stop this. The reason why it happened in 2020 is because of the pandemic did not allow the operations to go in effect to stop the locusts. Let me go on. Incipient swarms are met by aircraft and trucks carrying powerful pesticides. We have to go to war against these suckers. This is war on a global scale. Now they didn't have all this back in Joel's day. We didn't even know about this. You'll find out until the 20s, 1920s. However, if locusts are not destroyed or contained shortly after the hatch, once the swarm has formed, control efforts are minimally effective even today. If we don't get it early, there's nothing we have to stop them. In 2020, we couldn't stop them. Let's give you a, a recent example. In 1988, the Civil War in Chad prevented international cooperation in the attacking the hatch. The Civil War in the African nation of Chad we were not allowed to go in and do what we needed. Therefore, the locust hatched. And as destructive swarm spread throughout North Africa, devastating some of the poorest nations and threatening Europe as well. They're already poor and they're getting worse. It's difficult for us, the modern Western people, to appreciate the dire threat represented by locust plague in the earlier periods. So that you can figure what's going on in this verse. Such outbreaks had serious consequences for the health and mortality of an affected population and for a region's economy. Scarcity of food resulting from the swarm's attack would bring the population to subsistence intake or less. Subsistence is when all you can do is make it through the day. And at the end of the day, you achieve one thing. What Larry said this morning, I woke up this morning. And you have nothing else. And you don't even know you have nothing for tomorrow. That's subsistence living. Subsistence. Okay? Scarcity of food resulting from the swarm's attack would bring the population of subsistence and take or less. Would make the spread of disease among a weakened populace easier. They're already weakened because they're African nations. On top of it, now... What little they have is being taken from them. And would stimulate high inflation costs for simple food products. Notice the prices at the grocery stores? You say that? Go to Nepal. Go to Africa. If America is struggling, what's happening to the rest of the world? Because they didn't have it before. They didn't experience the big bump of Donald Trump when the economy was whoo! 
two before the pandemic. Outbreaks are further aggravated when swarms die. The putrefaction of the millions of locust bodies breeds typhus and other diseases that spread to humans and animals. So locusts breed pestilence. All this Joel is saying is because the people refuse to repent. It was only in 1921 that the mystery of the locusts was solved. I could have showed you some videos. I have videos I show my students when I teach the book of Joel from CNN and other places showing what actually happens and giving all the scientific data. They're quite long though. Not Ken Burns long though. It was only in 1921 that the mystery of the locusts was solved. Prior to this date, researchers wondered what became of the locusts during the years in which there were no outbreaks. Where are they at now? In 1921, a scientist, Uvarov, demonstrated that the swarming locust was none other than ordinary species of grasshopper. You know where locusts come from? They're here right now. A normal grasshopper. Hello, normal humans. You know where the problems of this world come from? Blame God? No. Where normal humans turn into locusts. Grasshoppers turn into locusts. Ordinary grasshoppers. Grasshopper. Remember that TV show, Kung Fu? Grasshopper? And he fights. When he turns and becomes a locust, he becomes mad. He needs to be driven out with military. And that's what we got terrorists. What do terrorists want? They want food for their families. They're doing it wrong, yes, but they were normal grasshoppers. They become monsters because we can't get the gospel and straighten this world out. However, when moisture and temperate conditions favor a large hatch, the crowding, unceasing contact and the jostling of the nymphs begin to stipulate changes in the coloration physiology, metabolism, and behavior so that the grasshopper nymphs make the transition from a solitary behavior to the swarming, gregarious, migratory phases of the dreaded plague. In other words, as long as the grasshopper is getting what the grasshopper needs, it's fine. But it's when everything else is coming there. Do you know India has now outpaced China in population? India is the most populated country in the world now, surpassing China. And yet India has nowhere near the landmass. They stack people together like you wouldn't believe. Going, I have this in my notes from teaching this class, but I'm thinking about now the pandemic. I'm thinking about the pandemic. We're all connected now. We used to be solitary. We didn't know what was going on. Now, every time you turn around, bing, 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 news from this place, from that place, from this place, and it's all just hammering away at our brains, eating us up with all kinds of... And normal Christians, normal grasshoppers, turn into Madden people. Rage. 
because we're massively attacked by every direction. Something happened. If it's not the foot, it's the eye or the shoulder or everything. I'm in the same boat. I'm like, Lord, I can't. Well, how do I get out of bed this morning? I said, I just got through trying to rest so I can go back to work this week. And I'm already in pain just to get up out of bed and go to church. Welcome to the 50s. And my dad says, wait till you see the 70s. <laughs> Turning grasshoppers into wildcats. Where do you think the terrorists come from? They were normal grasshoppers. Plagues continue as long as the climatic conditions favor those large hatches. And they go mad and they eat and reproduce and eat and reproduce and they eat. Now listen to this. Once entering their gregarious phase, swarms of locusts can migrate great distances and have even been observed 1,200 miles out at sea. These suckers can fly over 1,200 miles away from land in their passion and their drive to eat. And we can't get out of bed on Sunday morning and go to church and drive how many miles? Drive. In their passion. Their hunger to eat. They've been seen at 1,200 miles out at sea. The swarms can reach great sizes. A swarm across the Red Sea in 1889 was estimated to cover 2,000 square miles. One swarm. 2,000 square miles. You can't even see the sun. A swarm is estimated, one swarm is estimated to contain up to 120 million insects per square mile. 120 million per square mile. This covered 2,000 square miles. In 1881, an effort in Cyprus to prevent a possible outbreak of locusts by digging up and destroying their egg cases netted 1,300 tons of eggs. 1,300 tons of eggs! Locusts were the eighth plague on Egypt described in the book of Exodus. And images of locusts have been around throughout history. The lifespan of the individual locust is influenced by the temperature and other climatic conditions. In one swarm, incubation was 14 days, the hopper period 38 days, the immature stage 45 days, and the breeding stage 30 days for a total of only 127 days. In 127 days, these suckers can ruin us. During breeding, the female lays approximately 250 to 300 eggs in an individual pod dug in suitable soil. Each pod contains 70 to 80 eggs each. The hatch of an egg filled portends the swarm to follow. In the words of one entomologist, so far as the eye could see, they were boiling out. Every inch of open ground appeared to be bubbling young locusts as pod after pod, many of them only a couple inches apart, gave up its contents. Within three days, the whole of a vast egg field had been hatched out and hoppers were ready to march. And they eat everything. 
And that's only the second. Remember verse 4? Locusts were second on the list. And after they get done. And the only thing that stops locusts is the weather changes. Or they run out of food. And they usually don't run out of food. They just keep going until they find more. This world is going to keep going toward destruction. It doesn't matter how many iPhones or high this technology or that technology. We are going to destroy ourselves. I don't care what you think about global warming. I'm telling you something's going on. You can tell me there's no such thing as global warming. You can't. I don't know. But Arizona. And they said, you know what? This is the hottest summer on earth. And guess what? We're just beginning to get started. This is the hottest we've ever seen, but this is just the beginning. And that's exactly what the message of Joel says. This is just the beginning. The worst is coming because you refuse to repent. Babylon's coming. I will actually send Babylon. I will send soldiers. Right now I'm sending bugs. But I will actually send soldiers. And I will remove you from the ground. Right now I'm attacking the trees. Right now I'm attacking the earth. Right now, Joel is saying, I'm attacking your crops. It's like the book of Revelation we discussed in Sunday school. One plague after another and no one's repenting. One thing after another, and we're not repeat. We, not them out there. He's not talking. This is the Bible. They don't read the Bible. Do we read the Bible? It's written to us. Are we reading these words? It's coming. Because we refuse to repent. It's the uncreation or undoing. I put you in charge of the vineyard and look what you did. I gave you America. Look what you did with you. It's no longer time to blame Washington or Springfield or Chicago or any. We did this. Because we refused to repent. In Exodus 10, it happened in Egypt when God undone Pharaoh. In Revelation Nine at the end it happens when God is undoing the horror. In Joel's day it was happening because God is undoing. He sent pandemic. He sent locusts. We got wildfires, baby. We got come on. How much more? Nine eleven? How many people were sitting in this? Empty pews, empty trees, no fruit, empty shelves. You're worried about toilet paper? My wife cannot figure that out. Locust plagues represents the uncreation undoing. This time, it was the pandemic that stopped it. So many people are dying of other things because the pandemic stopped them from getting what they needed. On top of who all the people that died because of the pandemic. And they're telling us this is just the beginning. Global warming, they're telling us this is just the beginning. 
But we can't hear because we're just, Jesus is going to rapture us out tomorrow. We've been saying that for 2,000 years and He's not here yet. But He said, first, repent for the kingdom of God is coming. Where's the repentance? So the kingdom of God can come. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the visitation of the Lord likened to an official inspection that causes one to fix all the problems. When they tell you the boss is coming tomorrow, clean up your department. You clean everything up. He's coming. We're supposed to clean everything. We're not cleaning anything. Let him come and see. <laughs> We're not doing anything. We want Jesus to come, but we don't want to clean anything up. We don't want to fix anything. But we want Jesus to come. What do you say about the tenants? And he came and what they were doing. What is the church doing? Our church. What are we doing? Look in the mirror. What are we? Are we repenting? Listen, repentance. We did this in Sunday school. Repentance allows the abating of the judgment in the form of mercy whereby the people do what the Lord bids in returning to him and making all injustices correct. That's what I got out of reading Joel chapter 1. What do you say in John 15? You know, Joel, well, I'll take you to the Gospel of John then. You don't like the Old Testament? Fine. I'm a New Testament Christian. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. It goes in the fire. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that may bring forth more fruit. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to cut you. This is what God gave me when I came over here in 2019. I preached this at a church in 2019. I have no idea. I went back and I couldn't come back because of the pandemic. Because God said, I'm going to cut the church down to nothing. I'm going to make her naked if I have to. Until she repents. I have no idea. I didn't know what I was doing. I was preaching. It's John chapter 15. God gives me it to you. I said it. I couldn't come back in 20. I couldn't come back in 21. I couldn't come back in 22. And now I can't. I mean back in 22. I can't get my family back now. Why? Because God is looking for fruit. Now. You ready for this? Time to flip the switch. Second Chronicles seven thirteen. When Solomon built the temple, the physical first physical building. Now they had the tent, but when he built the temple, the church, it was stated by God, "If I shut up heaven and there be no rain, we just went through the whole series in the wilderness, no rain." Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. We're just right now, we're doing a locust. Or if I send pestilence along my people, that follows the locust. Hello, we just had locusts. We just had pandemic. How much more is God going to have to do? If I send all this, if I do this, hello! God is telling Solomon and his people, if I do this, what is your response? Because we couldn't get a response in Sunday school. Not from you, I'm talking about Joah. He couldn't get a response. What you respond, I don't know this morning. What you do, I have no idea. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. 
If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. If my people, not them, not them, not Washington, not Biden, my people, are you God's people? The reason why the land is not healed is because we're not doing our job. Don't blame them. I'm looking in the mirror this morning. It's tough. Verse 15. Now my eyes shall be open. I sent the pandemic. I sent the locust. I sent this. I sent that. My eyes are open. My ears are tent. God is listening. The voice crying out. Now God is listening for our voices unto the prayer that is made in this place. This place right here. God's house. I'm listening. Verse 16. We're in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. That We start with verse 13. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. I'm looking at my people. I sent all this. What are my people doing? That's verse 16. Verse 17. 2 Chronicles 7, 17. As for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked and do according to all that I have commanded thee and shalt observe my statutes and my judgments, verse 18, then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying there shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. Remember we went through it in Sunday school. He's a God of grace and mercy. If we repent, He will respond. I'll do it. Don't put the blame on God. I'll do it if you repent. But, St. Chronicles 7.19, But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, Then will I pluck them up by their roots out of my land which I have given them and this house which thou hast sanctified thy name and will cast out of my sight and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. What's sad about this is you should know these scriptures. And you don't maybe. Or you do. I don't know. But if you do, what are you doing with them? But Joel's people know these scriptures because this is Solomon and God having a talk. And Joel is definitely after Solomon. And Joel is tying into this. And saying, all you have to do is repent. And it's all. Just say, uncle, tap three times. But we won't do it. Just tap out. Verse 21. And this house which is high shall be an astonishment to everyone that passes by it. And is not the church an astonishment to everybody right now? So he shall say, Why hath the Lord done this unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, Because they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and lay hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore hath he brought this evil upon them. 
And all they had to do, Joel says, is repent. That's it. It's the same message. It's the same God. You mean I don't like the Old Testament? I know why you don't like the Old Testament. Same reason I don't. When I read these things, it's, it scares the living daylights out of me. But I hope it scares the hell out of me. Because it needs to. Because we got too much hell going on. It needs to scare the hell out of me. We need to understand what God has said. Because he's still saying the same things because he's the same God. They didn't hear. We laugh at them wandering around the wilderness for 40 years. <laughs> but Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, let us not be like them. I'm wondering if we're just like them. I think we are. Maybe you're not. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the only one. We need to repent, ladies and gentlemen. God has been crying out. We can't continue doing what we're doing. What are we, as we said in Sunday school, what are we leaving our children? They're not even here. Father God, we thank you for this message from Joel. May we hear. Speak to your people. May we be guided toward what you desire. You're calling forth your people. We've heard these so many times. And yet, the echo, empty. Help us to find our first love again. As we said out of the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Help us to find our first love and get back to you. Let us repent. Forgive us of all of the things that we've done. Let us turn back to you. And make you number one. To seek first you and your kingdom. So that your righteousness will fill this earth once again. Starting in this place. Starting with us in this room. Not the ones who aren't here today. But the ones who are. The ones who have heard. Let us respond in like kind. To your word. And let your voice to prepare the way. Be heard today. In the hearts of your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.